0: It is March the eleventh, twenty twenty-three, and this is the future of photography.
1: The future of photography.
0: Hello, welcome back. It's Chris and Adrian and Jeremiah. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. wherever wherever you are, whenever you are, um, we are the future of photography. We'll talk about photo related stuff broadly speaking generally
1: speaking, no, <laughs> generally yeah. speaking. photography does come into it once in a while
0: yeah and uh some people might think this episode is about film noir but it isn't we are going to talk about websites of all things who, who had that idea <laughs>
2: Website. Well, websites. Yeah. So so this is another one of these uh, ones where uh, actually the podcast is basically just a thinly veiled cry for help. So (laughs) uh, I I, I I have to say it's it's got to be two years or so since Jeremiah first started gently nudging me to share my work more and to maybe build a website and. I did get as far as doing a zine last year, but things might have come to a head where I'm just starting to work on my very very first website of my photography cool so
0: I'll
2: take all the help I can get quite frankly
0: should we should, should we should we ask the question the first question should be do you need a photo website ah that's a good question um so uh, why 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 do you want to make a photo website
2: well i've I've Lived this long without needing one, um, so so the, there's that. Um, do you know? Uh, I think it's more that perhaps a a barrier to starting has been lifted by serendipitous mm. circumstance.
0: Oh, I see. Pro- so there's, there's some, some explanation. So you had you had some internal trigger that made you go, I should put photos out in public and have people. I don't know, critique them, like them, unlike them?
2: Kind kind of. It's it's actually an external trigger rather than internal trigger. Um, And it relates to the Sunny 16 podcast, uh, Ah. where we are currently in the middle of recording a mini-series of shows about photographic style. Mm. And as a part of that, I thought to myself, do you know what, there are there are things that I look at in my photograph in in my collection of my photography over the last 15 years since I took it up as a hobby and some of those things I really have moved on from some of them were either because the 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 photographic style they represented is something that I was experimenting with but just didn't gel uh, or something that I really enjoyed for a while but I have kind of grown past it now uh, or or something that was just blatantly amateurish and didn't work very well. <laughs> and that's not to say that those are all the ones from a long time ago. Some of those are quite re- recent as well. So the but so what happened is I identified through my archive five or six collections of photographs that I felt represented something of a style. And it's very much an emerging thing, very much an evolving thing, and until I until last year I couldn't have told you up from down about you know, what might or might not be my photographic style. And I still don't know that I know that. And I think that's kind of the point in a way, isn't it? It's a journey. But having identified half a dozen or so sh- small collections uh, of photographs, I thought to myself, actually, is that is that the hard work done now? Is, is the rest of it just drag and drop? <laughs> hmm.
1: I think most of it is really about editing, isn't it? But even before editing... We did really, an entire
0: episode about that, finding out yes, what's, the, what's the pictures, what, what is the collection of pictures, how do they fit together. What is and, a
1: folio? How does a folio of pictures... Right. Go, uh, go, back uh, to, it,
0: go back to one of the last episodes and listen to that again. because it, it's carefully. really. <laughs> yeah, because of course, what we, what we told is the truth and nothing but the truth and very deep. Uh, and,
1: yeah. I think the <laughs> first question in building a website is answering to yourself why do I need this? What is the purpose of my website? Is it to sell pictures? Is it for family and friends to see what I've been up to? Is it a way of organizing my pictures in a way that is public enough to put more pressure on me to be a little more disciplined about my editing? Um, is it a gallery of some kind that you invite people just to wander around and, and, and kind of take in the images, not even really that much about you, but about the images themselves? So I, I think all of these things would require a slightly different design. Uh, is it a website that is going to be fundamentally used mobile or, um, or you know, obviously on a desktop? Um is it something that people will have total access to or are there gated elements of it so that you can put a certain amount of imagery on there but keep uh, other stuff private for your friends and family? All of these things are going to kind of inform your design decision of how to do it and how many images to put up. Um, on my own website, which we'll, you know we'll get into a little later, you know, one of the big issues is how often do I change it? Um, how, what do I keep on it? Uh, the way mm, the plumbing works on my website, I can just turn off folios, add others. And, you know, I want to give people an immersive experience, but I don't want it to be sort of endless. So I'm always trying to factor in how much or how little to put on there, and how big a folio would be, etc. Um, so those are some of the questions to ask uh, that one should ask oneself before embarking on this. Also, is this something you want to code yourself and build? No sense that anymore, I don't think. There are so many uh, uh, tools that enable one to throw up a website very, very simply, easily, with templates that make it really attractive. And easy to to kind of move images in and out of, but um, you, I would encourage people to really research this because uh, spending a lot of time uh, with a quote fly by night unquote um, server that is kind of cheap and cheerful, and you know people are going to it, and there it is, and then it's gone. <laughs> then what? So I think the longevity of of and the, the the kind of solid business model of your server whoever you're using is also yeah. very important.
0: And pe- and people are not necessarily tech savvy enough to have like a whole like like do coding and things so very often you will probably have to resort to yeah, the the usual suspects like Squarespace or uh, Wix.com or others that give you that drag and drop experience where you can create a gallery, take stuff out, and um, there's there's like from a technical point of view, there's a lot of things. Starting with very simple things like uh, if you go to tfttf.com/tfopphotos, that's our little photo gallery where we just throw pictures in, and that's pretty much an iCloud photos shared library. So. Um, that could be the simplest form, but then of course you don't have much influence on what it looks like and how it works. So, Lots just to put that out there, there are so many different ways to do it. So, this is not going to be an episode about. Um, or, or, or Adrian, do you want this to be an episode that tells you which tech to use?
2: Uh, it's uh, no, that they not not on the face of it i think there, but there is a, a range of things to think through so going back to what jeremiah first said uh, uh, a minute or two ago about the why of it um uh, i think the why that you you did say one one example you used there jeremiah did resonate some which was uh, about uh, in- increasing the pressure on me to to develop more work and be more <laughs> yeah more thoughtful about my work and so um that that is uh pretty close to what i think is my reason for doing this so it is i am i'm actively exploring ways to improve but also to uh, but also to increase the quantity of the of the photography that I do so it's great having a podcast but that's not the same as actually doing photography right so if I spend all my time making photography podcasts that eats into the time I have to actually go and do photography now that's not me that's not my resignation you don't get rid of me that easily right this this is not a mic drop I'm leaving the show kind of a day right but the you know I am actively trying to create some pressure and some discipline and some you know for myself to, to, to take this further and to create completed imagery completed bodies of work that would actually you know improve improve mature what I'm doing right improve and mature what I'm doing and I think Part of that is if I if I go through the exercise of having to do that selection, that edit, that layout, that thought process, and you know, it'll give me a different view into my collections of photos, which will then have a very positive feedback loop into what I make next.
1: I,
0: I think that's so, true. So episode two forty nine, that's the one. The Folio Files: Collection Connections. Still proud of that title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, I, think, I think that could serve as a, as a bit of a reference. I need to go listen to that one. Selections. I wasn't there for that one, was I?
1: So I need to go listen to That's why I encourage you to listen
2: to it. Well, I need to go listen to my own podcast, except if one that I wasn't <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah, you
2: so.
1: know, that, uh, one thing that, that I would add in terms of your process, um, try to design a workflow from capture, through uploading, through editing, and then into the website, uh, that is easy, that is simple, okay? Uh, that is repeatable. because if if you're daunted by the technological uphill, um, process of trying to get your images all aligned and get them up there, and uh, you know your heart beats faster, and I'm going to screw this up. You're not going to you're not going to enjoy the process as much mm-hmm. as if you have a a workflow that that shouldn't take you more than post editing, let's say twenty images shouldn't take more than twenty minutes of like active, you're up, you're on, you're there, and it's closed, you title it, and gone. And that enables a more familiar you know, pathway. So I, I think in terms of what you were saying is the first thing is just figure out in your head what folios or what collections you do want to put on and arrange them in files, in folders, I mean. hmm and, and go through them. And so maybe you'll have five folders of five collections with, say, 20 images in each. Um, doesn't matter how many. Could be two images in each. It, it, or, you know, I don't think you want 100, but, but, you know, 50 wouldn't be out of the question. You don't have to display all of them at one time either. That's a mm-hmm. whole other way of assessing the effectiveness of a website design template. Is it easy to move things in and out of what's visible and what's sort of in the garage waiting to be unveiled or not? So once you have that and you've chosen your template or how you're going to affect it, um, just be very conscientious of the DPI the size of the image, because that is very, very important in terms of how your website will function. So if everything is uploaded into, let's say, a relatively small four megabyte images at 300 DPI, you're, you're gonna be crashing and burning uh, on online. It's 72 is is kind of standard and some go up to 96, but 72 is standard. And if you just play around with, is it five twelve seven twelve? What whatever the format is, make it consistent and make it fast to upload. Generally, your templates are going to assess what is best for them.
2: So that's yeah. interesting. So fast, so fast you, to upload is an interesting one. And
0: consistent. if you go to, if if you go to to any of the, let's say, yeah, again, Squarespace and so on, the the bigger um, web page building block kind of systems then they will typically take care of that for you. So you upload and they will do the resizing and the massaging to make sure that it loads quickly for everyone. And that—that that is, I mean, Jeremiah is perfectly right here. This is one of the most important aspects of, of how people will perceive that thing. If they have to wait for every picture because they are on a slow <laughs> connection, then they'll, they'll just bail. They will not stay. People are very impatient when it comes to using websites. So uh, loading times of a few seconds maximum. Nothing.
2: So, well, we'd have to make sure that, that I mean, that's part of the technical execution side of it, isn't yes. it? So, it's interesting what you say, Jeremiah, about the, the, uh, the, the aspect ratio yes, uh, be, being consistent. Is that, is that <laughs> something that you look for in your work uh, when you publish it on a website?
1: Uh, generally speaking, I try to keep the folios pretty well engaged in a single kind of format. Just makes the viewing experience. So a you more you try to
0: keep all the photos in portrait or in uh, in landscape mm-hmm. layout.
1: Yeah, okay. but th- that would that that isn't much of a problem because uh, the folios that I'm using are all shot in a specific kind of format. Anyway, if I'm mm-hmm. going out to right. do. Mm-hmm kind of wide, you know, 16 by 9 or 9 by 16 landscapes, those would be in a single folio and they would be the same aspect ratio. And, you know, lately I've I've become very uh, enamored going back to Roliflex, Hasselblad, square format days and and using the square format, um, A, because my affinity for... (laughs) AI just defaults there, but also um, I'm finding that that when I used to um, shoot uh, fashion and and in square format, there is a kind of a balancing that happens there that is very different compositionally than you know vertical or horizontal, Um, and and um, in, in many ways harder. Uh, to be effective because you can't you can't just kind of default to the you know, one-third, two-third ratio for effectiveness. You've got to be very, very specific about how the box is going to work with an image. Um, that's just my own particular point. That,
0: foil. of course, also will come down to what kind of a device is the photo going to be
1: looked at well there um, you go that's
0: something to
2: think about isn't it <laughs> <Yes>. because <laughs> you have to think that most people these days are going to consume this on their phones um be yeah well uh mo- yes. most of the time and obviously you know web platforms are responsive to these things these days and yeah you, know, you the, that you can make it look good on uh on both as it uh both desktop and mobile but is it is it correct to say for, from your point of view you do that actually designing something it would be yeah, It would be good to design something that works, or design with mobile first in mind as the primary well, point of consumption.
0: From my point of view, yes, absolutely. We're looking at sixty over sixty percent of all web requests worldwide are from mobile devices these days. Okay. So the mobile devices are are in the majority. So um, that. It still kind of depends on what target group, what group you're targeting. But in general, I'd say um, make it work on a, on your mobile on a mobile platform first. Make it work on smartphones first. Which means um, you have to you have to assume that a lot of people will come to your website with a vertical device yes. in front of them. Interesting. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in the opposite camp of Chris here. Okay, um, I, but that, that's that's because. You know my website is really geared towards an art experience a gallery that's why experience. I said the target
0: audience right mm.
1: you know what I mean gallerists uh aficionados of art who who fully expect to look at it in the best particular environment that they can conjure um i I will post on Instagram sometimes on twitter um and those really, I do take into consideration the the kind of device management of the images, and often post very different kinds of pictures on mm-hmm. Instagram that I have on my website. My website is generally for images that I feel will be in my own kind of museum, as it were. So they're there to to stand the test of time. They're I like there that to. Thought get a sense of who I am. They require a little bit more leaning in from the viewer. So if they are really, truly interested, they will go to the website and they will navigate there. That doesn't mean that they don't work on mobile. Um, They do. But my first iteration is to have a really, really gorgeous uh, big screen experience and then translate it to mobile, which most of these... uh, template server uh, um, companies will do. I mean, they do that almost automatically. The format will be a little bit different, um, whether it's flipping or scrolling, and some allow you to kind of navigate between the two. Um, But I think, you know, what Chris is saying is, yes, I think if people just want to get a quick sense, they can go to my Instagram flip through and they'll see something there are links then to the website it functions but if there's further interest real interest what I would call they would go to the web um, but again it's it's about your audience it's not about um, again it's why do you want to have your website
2: well, that's the thing you see because part of me doesn't care whether anybody sees it or not because the, <laughs> the, the, the pri- if the primary reason is doing it so that I can learn to improve my photography and and you know by going through the whole process end to end you know uh, uh, f- from capture to publish. Then actually, it doesn't really matter who sees it. Um, Having said that, of course, um, I I am interested in that as well as a dimension of the learning because it's the part of the publishing is the presentation, isn't it? And so, I'm very much interested in that. Can can I ask you something then, based on what
1: you just said? Um, If if that's the case, I would I would say your best bet is to go with your biggest, most flaw revealing screen. Possible, Which is the web. So if you really, truly want to be disciplined about your own work, you want to kind of present it warts and all as big as you can with a proper kind of formatting, um, isolated, you know, in white or black or whatever color you, you yes. want to frame it in and then reduce it to the kind of quick flip on the mobile yeah. um no, I, I think, for your I think, own purposes
2: i'm saying so, so i think you both make very valid points about which to design for and i think the answer is design for is is have a, a platform and a service that that serves both right serves both mobile and desktop because they are very different use cases that you've described so what yeah one is is it acknowledges the volume and, and where people are actually most likely to consume it the other is about if people actually want to give it some more considered thought both of which are very valid use cases so so I think that, so, so this is, this is already really good and really useful. Can we, um, c- cause the, the things that are going through my mind are sort of the, the types of website and yeah, so we've talked some about images and, you know, and you guys have recently done a whole show about, you know, choosing images and making portfolios. So, um, the, the things that are specific to a website, um, I, have done a, li- I've tried to do a little bit of research for, for this conversation, um, it strikes me that there are several genres of photography website, personal photography website. Uh, well, personal slash small business freelance you know, kind of thing. Um, one is, is seems to be a very generic, you know, there are collections of photos and there is a navigation down the left-hand side. And I think that, I remember when my sister worked in an art gallery and she said that was absolutely the standard that that, that you would expect to interact with that world. They would expect to be able to navigate very easily on a clean looking website that, you know, and, and access collections of images. Um, and I see some of that reflected in your website, actually, Jeremiah, as well. So I wonder, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and I wonder if that's been a conscious thing because it reflects the interaction with the art world that you were just talking about. No,
1: no it, it's just, I want the website to stay out of the way of the images. <laughs> okay. I mean, that, that, that's really what I, what I want. I don't want the website to be the, the thing that is the design. I want the okay. images there. So anything that gets in the way is gone.
2: So that's the yeah. driving force behind that. Which, which is a great segue to call up the first website in our list here, where absolutely uh, the design is very much a feature of the website itself. Uh, And uh, that is the website uh, of somebody we've talked about actually more than once on this on this podcast uh, Is Jeff Bridges uh, the Hollywood is
0: not just an actor He's a photographer He is
2: a photographer and has an amazing collection of photographs on his personal website often shot Behind the scenes and movies that he's made and also often shot with a wide Lux film camera now I would challenge you, Chris, as you 're navigating this on uh, on the screen recording. I would challenge you to actually find the photographs
0: yeah, photography exhibits there 's the exhibits and then there's oh no, i'll i 'll talk
2: over this because it 's going to take you a while because it took me a while now i would so I used to love this website i 've been looking at it for years uh, because I love the imagery. <laughs> um, I looked at it today for the first time in quite a while, and um I think the the, the aesthetic it, it looks it. like
0: it's mainly selling a book.
2: So so for those that don't know this website and have not heard of it before, um, Jeff Bridges has some fantastic imagery. Um, but what he does is he tends to handwrite his website and scan it in. And so the navigation of it is all over the place. It's all scribbles and doodles and stuff like that. Um, it used to be really easy to find the photographs on it um, of all the stuff that he'd made. You've scrolled past it a couple of times, actually, Chris. There's a list of movie names. There you go. Um, and oh,
0: okay oh, this is not obvious at uh, all. And,
2: and so so I, I first of all i just yeah i know both of you have seen this website before um uh what do you what do you think of this i my my, my um my positive my, my impression of it today is that actually the 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 idea behind the style of the website itself has not scaled very well with the amount of content that is now on it <laughs>
1: I mean, personally, I, th- I think it really reveals so much about who Jeff Bridges is um, it, as a warm, very accessible person who enjoys what he does, um, who takes us behind the scenes. But the images, and I think his images are great if you did not know that it was Jeff Bridges' Movie star, etc., and just had these as formal pictures that you you weren't even um, tipped of where they came from. They're just aesthetics of images that are done for their own sake. I think the impact of the images would be very different here. Here, they're really about him revealing. His own sense of who he is, where he comes from, what his interests are, and his personality, um, and that I think that's very effective. Does it present the images in the best possible way? Well, as a scrapbook folio of looking through Jeff's family photos, in a way, yeah, they're 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 great. Um, would you look at this as? Art, um, I think it pulls you away from that, even though any number of these pictures taken on their own, printed or wide, could be seen that way. So that's just my. my that's really interesting.
2: And There's a couple of things you said there. So, scrapbook, that's so website a scrapbook. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't say
0: so. And of course of course a website does does have a purpose or in this case multiple purposes it's not just presenting the work it is it's about informing people about the the movies he's working on it is buying prints it's buying books so there's yeah. there's like a whole a whole a, a yeah. whole lot of different things that have different goals I mean mm if you present the photos in the best possible way and make it like very very super enormously compelling then people might not want to go and buy the books anymore so the, the, i'm not i'm not saying that that's what's happening but the goals of different goals can work against each other in some
2: yeah, that's cases. true so, so i'm glad i brought that up then because i, I wasn't i wasn't quite sure how to talk about this particular website today because it is one i've loved so much in the past because it, it it of the the photos but actually the idea of it as a scrapbook is a is quite a compelling idea jeremiah okay so interesting yeah um so th- there's another one which uh which is less about um a personality behind it and uh and is an example um this is a fashion oriented website uh that to me looks very much like the cover of a fashion magazine of some sort which presumably is is on purpose because that's the audience it's for um i i i don't know what to think about that this and i don't know quite whether i um uh yeah you know, what what is the conversation i want to have about it either but i thought i'd bring it up as an example of a of another genre i don't think it's me um, but you know, is it uh,
1: my reaction here is if 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 I'm uh, Lieslott, um and I am trying to get my folios into global fashion magazines well it used, it used to be that you would take your tear sheets and your folios and you would courier them over to the fashion editors and they would look at it and Uh, or your agent would do it and you would either get a call or you wouldn't um, about maybe doing a gig for them to start Um, nowadays um, if you are an editor of a fashion magazine and you were sent a link to this, I think there's no question you would look at them and if she's working in more or less the style of your magazine um, this being a little what I would consider more classic conservative fashion magazine or um, catalog kind of work, you'd look at it and go, absolutely very confident, very um, adept. Um, I think we should have a conversation with her because they, they really sell her style.
0: Yeah this is very much presented in a way as you would find it in a fashion magazine so yeah. um the i think the the target audience is very clearly defined here and uh it works for the target audience absolutely it mm. looks okay, like so a that's, fashion that's really magazine insane. i'm
2: glad because uh, i mean i the, by the way i have um the link in the show notes the the photographer is called lisa Lotte fleur and um, i i have no idea who that is um it was one that i came across whilst sort of just you know uh browsing for fashion photography websites just as a genre to see what they were they, they were like um uh so yeah interesting very tuned to tuned to an audience then also, yeah, you could 100%. see
1: that she's working in, um, for the most part, um, in a format that feels like a, f- a page, can be seen as a page. Yes. When she works no. horizontally, uh, she'll put type across, which again is an indication of how a double truck
2: image So that would be uh, a spread Image. Page. Wor- yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, with
1: type on it, so mm-hmm. you get a sense of, oh, this, this it feels good with type. A ne- others, negative space. A-
2: that we're looking at one right now that has a lot of negative space on it, yeah. so that you've got plenty of room for that. That could be definitely used as a spread yeah. with plenty. of So text
1: that, on yeah, there. this is someone who plays to the imagination of fashion editors um, and uh, those who you know in retail may hire someone for a advertising shoot Even specific to that. Though
0: a lot of the pictures I see here on the website are in portrait format, vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know how this. Actually, let let me resize it and see how it works in a small format. Yes, it is very mobile friendly because yeah. if you uh, resize it to a small format, it will still use the space on a on a mobile device very well. So, mm. lots okay. of thinking went into this for sure. Yes.
2: Interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, it's it's a good one. And I, I, I would um, I also another genre just because um, uh, I know it, I'm aware it is definitely a very strong genre is that of wedding photographers now I deliberately haven't put in a link in our recording notes here uh, to any wedding photographer um, quite honestly uh, I, I really am not a fan of wedding photography websites and so what I didn't want to do was put in a website and call it up on the screen and say to everybody here's an example of something I really don't like I didn't think that would be fair to any working photographer uh, so um, because clearly those wedding photography websites are also very well tuned towards their target audience uh, and you know can be very effective I'm sure they are very, very effective marketing tools for wedding photographers the fact that I personally don't like that genre of photography or photography website is not something that you know uh, I would want anybody to uh, to to lose any personal um, credibility over credibility is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. I wouldn't want to be sitting here bashing somebody's website when they've worked so hard and they're probably a really, really good photographer. So, um, so is there? I, I did try to spend some time looking for an alternative wedding photography site, and there are quite a few wedding photographers that say they are alternative, that they shoot in a more sort of you know warts and all style or a more um, you know documentary style, perhaps, or something like that. Um, almost. Well, I couldn't find one where the website looked any different from a normal photography web- uh, wedding photography website, though. So um, again, I I I wasn't able to find one. I mean,
0: so. as, as as a wedding photographer, um, if, if you if you shoot a lot of weddings, then there will probably be a service that you go to that sets this up for you, that you throw your pictures in, that has all the plumbing in place to make sure that your clients can. Find their select photos and, and, and browse the them, program. select and make a book, and and have the bigger prints. And so there's there's a lot of like presentation and selling and everything in between. This is a, this is an entire business. Uh, proposition from the sales process through the uh, selection process, the printing process, and so on, and and the word of mouth and referrals and all that stuff is. definitely <laughs> like okay, we should do an, e- in an
2: episode on wedding photography. <laughs> is it where possibly. Oh, you, yes. That not not too much experience. I shot I shot a handful Zero. of weddings,
0: but only for friends and family and. I never really. I think I've done one much. ever,
2: and that was for family. And actually, I was only um, uh, they. Uh, they, uh, they also had a, uh, a professional photographer there, but only for a very very short period of time around the ceremony. So I did everything but the ceremony.
0: Okay, okay all right. So speaking of wedding photography, it's the most pressure on a photographer that you can have because. Yeah, they better this is turn not, out. Not an event you you easily <laughs> repeat because so the photographer messed
2: up. I'm going to I'm going to have a bit of fun with you two now for the for the last few minutes of the podcast because there's a question I wanted to ask you both and I didn't want to put it in the notes. Um, uh, so uh, the, my question is: What do you imagine an Adrian Stock photography website to look like? Who wants to take that one first? And feel free to be as as funny or as evil as you like. <laughs>
0: Uh, well okay, let me go first. Um, the first thing well the first and only thing that comes to mind when thinking of your photography is the zine that you made that yeah, me too. The, that's the thing that that stands out because it's the only time I really seen stuff that you made in a in a uh, presented in a specific form as a, as a presentation. so um, that of course then would come closer to the Jeff Bridges kind of thing. Um, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, interesting. Yes, it would. And, and, and uh, the way you talked about it today and just talked about the Jeff Bridges side, maybe that's something that could work with your photography.
1: I, I would totally second that. Uh, you know, my instinct is um, you want it to feel carefree, hand, you know, all, warts and all, fingerprints on it. Um, that will relieve the pressure on you in terms of the formalization of your imagery. I think the presentation could be somewhat, call it chaotic, but but um, with a path to isolate the image and to see it for what it is. But first impressions should be, I would say, like opening a box of photographs that are all kind of cluttered together, and you just grab one and and look at it and (laughs) respond. And maybe there are several boxes of them. But I think that reveals, A, the, dare I say, the emotion that drives your pictures within your family and environment. So you want to reveal that feeling that you have when you take them, when you show them, when you edit them, and now when you present them. So I I take Chris's point of the the feeling of the zine. Now, by the way, this is not easy to do, (laughs) I want to
0: say.
1: (laughs) You know, it's going to be difficult to create a carefree environment since most templates are designed not to have that but i'm sure you can find that if you drill down but but i i think that would that would be the kind of of thing that would not surprise me about coming to hmm. adrian's website okay
2: well thank you i think i guess thank you both uh that's really interesting i like the idea of a carefree website uh, that's cool um the and and it's apparently good carefree apparently carefree yes yes so it takes yes. it takes a lot of hard work to make it look that nonchalant doesn't it, it does but the uh uh, that's a really interesting point that the, the you would immediately both of you dive to that that one zine as as the thing that you've seen and i guess that spurs me on a little bit because i don't typically share my photography i don't indulge in instagram um i, I do have a Flickr account but i can't remember how many years ago i last looked at it um and uh there there are uh, and i never used it particularly for curation let's say it was more for sharing than it was for curation of, of something. And I think a, w- a website feels like it's a bit more about curation and a bit more deliberate, as carefree as I'd like it to look. So so that that tells me that I haven't shared enough, right? If you can only. That's point the to m- one example most recent
0: and point. biggest point of reference yeah, for us. Yeah. Yes.
2: That's interesting. So there should be more, then, shouldn't there? There should be more points of reference. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Thank you both it's, good, it's go. good to have that input i will uh, i will endeavor to find a carefree way of presenting my uh, yeah or, or a deliberate way of presenting my photographs in a carefree fashion
0: i can feel an episode coming up on the trials and tribulations <laughs> <laughs>
2: trying to get this going
0: it's all a journey uh, isn't it so yeah absolutely it's a journey yeah. yes it's a journey and if i look through the last 20, 25 years of of various services and websites that I put up with with art and with uh, with photography related stuff. Um, it changes. It's not a one 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 and done thing. It will it will get boring, and then you will want to. F- Figure something else out and try something new. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. and I, I have two websites. They're interconnected, but you know, one is more on the photographic side, and one is more on the uh, generative, procedural, and AI side. Um, they both are informed by the same sensibility. But but how um,
0: about we we slide seamlessly slide into our picks of the week? Because um, Jeremiah, you have chosen as your pick. A website that that bears your name.
1: It does, coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Such a coincidence. So, Jeremiah, uh, no, Chechik.com. Yeah. Tell us so, about it.
1: So, again, you know, here you land on the page and it gives you automatically, There, it, it, it presents a series of, say, five images that uh, if it catches your eye and you want to kind of go uh, deeper, it allows you that. Um, so it's just this is the landing page on the on the top. You will see different folios or different chapters for folios. Each of them with their own subsets. There's your credit information, etc., uh, contacts and the likes of that. Um, you know, uh, this is designed for full screen. So uh, you know.
0: This screen is spread, too small. Yeah, so. it's too small, but they, they yeah, ah, there you go, the just a little
1: separation. Um, but there's a, an, an example. If you look below my name, you'll see various different folios. Each of them um, have a different subject in them. And, of course, ways uh, to contact me through the website. Um, on the bottom, there's some navigational tools on the lower left that are very simple. You can ignore them or you can use them um you know and uh, on the lower right there are links to um you know foundation in terms of of um ai work or procedural work uh, nft work there's twitter and instagram and my imdb if those are interested in in uh what i've done filmically though i you know i tend not to uh, conflate them it's just you know they're they're separate uh, if you uh, if you click on the procedural end, which is uh, procedural and AI, it takes you to my other site. Website, yes, um, which has a completely um, same effective uh, elements, but they're arranged very differently. The idea is a little bit different, and and these are um, looks like
0: from from the icon iconography. It's the same kind of tech framework under it
1: yeah yeah so so uh it's a way of presenting you can do a deep dive into these and spend (laughs) basically an afternoon studying these images and looking at these images and 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 assessing their um you know their value to you uh or um you can just stay in one folio or just experience the landing page but you know the they're designed for a very um, immersive experience in my own work. That's what they're designed to do. Interesting. Right. Thank you.
0: So I have also chosen my own website for today because <laughs> this because is good, that's okay because the approach the approach is, is a different one. It's also about how I present my photography, and I've I've again I've gone over the years through so many iterations, and I'm at the point right now where I'd say I want this to be as completely form follows function very um inobtrusive very simple so in the website you have a references you have photography so photography is a part of what i do um and no frills no not a lot of decoration on the website as simple as that no color pretty much it's just uh, photos on uh on a white web page and you can enlarge them there's a bit of um chrome around it in terms of like the image number there's little arrows to um, to let you click through the pictures there's a, a list of thumbnails so simple navigation um, nice on the eye but and very inobtrusive works mobile as well um, but photography is not front and center it's more like okay The the reason being there are like 12 different things I do and I always uh, I try to separate them, and then at one point I went, no, I really should because it's me, so I really should mm. have them available in some <laughs> fashion um, you know, and and findable, you know.
1: You know, you know, Chris, I I, I uh, in the kind of undercarriage of, of the website, I have uh, just a complete litany of of directing work with reels and samples and and whatnot. I just. Found is just too overwhelming um, to yeah, deal with.
0: I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really, am really of two minds here because on the one hand, it's like okay, um, maybe, maybe I just, I don't know. Maybe I just my my IMDB entry isn't big enough for that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just have so, a little button that says IMDB and you can then go into a whole other yeah. Uh, world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but and this and this as as it is right now is an iteration of how I present myself and my work in the web. And in in a year from now, there's a good chance it might look different. It might have a a different um, curation and a different focus. Yeah. So yeah. there we go I mean they, Adrian.
1: the easiest thing, and I think Chris you'll agree is is once it's there, the ease of of kind of turning off certain collections and turning yes. on others uh, adding and subtracting should be very simple
0: and once you have that, and this was one of the biggest exercises here to really find a structure in the things I do because you know everything is very chaotic in a certain respect, and then and then uh, ordering it curating it and finding the structure was important and it could come down to just the simple fact of uh disabling a menu entry or putting two things into one bucket where they sure. might work together better and it might it might just be like uh, uh molding it over over the months and the the structure i have here and the tools i use for this make it relatively easy to move things around and and restructure them. So, yeah, I'm we also, pretty happy we al- with how it is right now.
1: We also haven't talked about the uh, the way to navigate to the title of your website. In other words, transfer, <laughs> you know, there's 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 some technical issues of transferring the domain that you own. Hopefully, you own your own domain name. If not,
2: you know. I don't I, I don't think I do at the moment um, <laughs> well,
1: and uh, the <laughs> only website
2: I have actually is nothing to do with photography it's to do with our business which is which is just the two of us, Emma and I so uh, and that's a you know uh, really it's more of a placeholder than it is an active thing um, so if people need to look at it and find out who we are they can find out who we are um, I mean i talked a little bit recently about doing all the photography for Emma's new Etsy store um, so uh, that's that's a, a different type of photography website um, but it is an interesting exercise in itself but i would yeah. register
1: so register a few names uh yeah immediately, I think see what you can find and and uh, i think you're lucky now because you know you're not restricted to .com, dot com um, dot net dot photography could be dot photography we I mean, could be yeah,
2: yeah. Mm, could so, do yeah that's a that's a whole other question what what <laughs> yes what domain I'll get them all if you, you can yeah and <laughs> then you can figure it out <laughs>
0: good point all right. And uh, last but not least, Adrian, you, you, you put a link in here to a Google map. What is this? I about? did.
2: This is, so, so this is, it goes back to the theme of, of why I'm building a website, actually. Um, and oh, it's, it's a photo uh, walk. Being about um, you know, giving myself some imperative and some motivation to get out and make more photos. So tomorrow uh, is a great example of that, because tomorrow I'm meeting up with some friends on a photo walk. So my pick of the week, I mean, this happens to be, broadly speaking, the the route that will travel around the centre of London tomorrow. Um, It'll probably be different from this. And uh, there are no pub stops on this yet either, which clearly is, (laughs) is a massive, great hole in the plan. Um, but the uh, the point being is that if you would you know, it's a great tool for photographers um, to use google maps uh, to pop in uh, a few different waypoints on a walk get it to calculate directions between two uh, more just because it gives you a graphic you can print out and, and you can share it so if you're meeting up with some friends and they might join you at different points uh, you can actually take the uh, the url Uh, And you can uh, share that with everybody and people will be able to find out um, what route you're taking.
0: And then if it's raining, you can just uh, go and open it up in Google Street View. And then you don't even have to go on the photo walk because someone has <laughs> already taken the all the screen, photos for you.
2: <laughs> well, it, I mean, the other use of it, of course, that people use a lot, your Google Maps and, and Google Street View is for planning things and, and doing research ahead of going to places, um, yeah, which which is a great use of it as well. I happen to know the center of London reasonably well, so um, uh, I haven't bothered to do that.
1: Um, oh, here's an idea for you. Go just go to ChatGPT and ask them to design a one-hour photo walk through the center that of London with the most architecturally interesting elements.
0: <laughs> that would very likely
2: work. Yes. that's an interesting thought. Actually, it's an interesting yeah. thought. I might Never too that. late.
0: There you go. And if it works really well, you can just offer that as a service using the ChatGPT API. There yeah. we go. Yeah, de- oh yes,
1: yes. Let's not. Thought we, we that had, we had to get in a little bit of. The AI photo <laughs> designer AI okay with that podcast.
0: gentleman with that I'm chewing the outro music because um, I suspect we that's have, a good have we have almost uh, done our usual one hour so yeah but there's there's so many more things about designing and making and playing with things to get your own photo website up but um I'm very glad that you're making that step and finally so, I'll
1: believe it when I see it
0: it. <laughs> it, it. it can be a very daunting thing to put yourself out there so um, I really like that
2: yeah well we'll see how it goes um, I've at least made a start and I've started <laughs> getting some photographs right. together.
0: we'll be back soon with more until then everyone go to thefuturephotography.com and um, until then everyone take care and bye-bye. bye bye bye